Everybody. Intercepted. I intercepted you at the last second, even though it was meaningless to intercept you. And everybody hurts sometimes. This is a sadness podcast. I'm I mean, sad. it's, it's the semi-sad podcast. And that's depression. Welcome to the Macklin Football Sadness Podcast with sadness. It's only semi-sad. It's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's December 21st. It's our week. It's uh, 1221. Look at that. Yeah. yeah you, it's the cold, uh, not the, the longest drum, day of the year. Right? Yes. Winter solstice. It is uh, just darkness and depression and sadness and not booming voice. We found the most hilarious effects thing on our mixer, and uh, Dietz won't let me do it, and I'm sad because it took too long to... Yes, it took us an extra 20 minutes to set up because you wouldn't stop playing with it. It was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, so we were out of the playoffs. You're still in uh, one. Yeah, I'm up 15 going into week two of the uh, finals. So that's fun. Uh, we we kind of did. Do you want to do you want to explain to them how we lost though? Yeah, it was the Jets being awful and Winston also being bad. Uh, no, um, I'm I'm was, solely blaming it on a combination of Jameis Winston, fair enough, and Orlando Skandrick. I also want to blame it on Brandon Cooks for giving us hope because he had to get forty. He had to get forty points for us to even be in that bitch. All right, yeah. like <laughs> let's not throw past the fact that we had forty points from Brandon Cooks. Because he went off. Let's uh, listen. We knew five minutes left in the game. CBS had us up as a hundred percent chance to win. That I, that I hated that. I, it's like that was the worst. Like, part y'all of got it. it. Y- y'all have it. Like even when we were up by like two points. It's like pff, you got this. Like yeah. No, I think going into the four minutes left, Tampa Bay was punting the ball back to Dallas. I'm like, all right. So Tampa Bay is all three of the timeouts, two timeouts, whatever it was, and they still had the two minute warning. So that means Ezekiel has to get under 40 yards but still get two first downs in order for the Dallas Cowboys to seal it. He gets the first first down but does not get the second first down. So I think we had, like, at that point, maybe like a 1.7 or 1.8 lead. Yeah, it was very, like, 1.2. All we needed, because thank God Doug Martin was was not going to be on the field at that point. It was Charles Sims' show. We're like, all right, all we need is Jameis Winston to not turn the ball over and we're on our way to the finals. What does James Winston do? Second play of the drive? Fumbles. But guess what? Tampa Bay recovers. Woo! Hey. All right, so what happens on third down? Lots of pressure. Okay, what happens on fourth down? Lots of pressure. James Winston rolls out. I'm like, please just do not throw it. Do like, not throw it. Like, get sacked. Do anything but throw the ball. And what does he do? He throws it to an empty space in the field. There's, like, no one there. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be incomplete. All of a sudden, Orlando Skandrick just puts on his, like, super jets and dives. And he's like, I'm going to intercept this even though I don't have to. Like, here I have texting. I'm like, I know it's it has, it has hit the ground because if anyone catches it, I feel like it's just going to be a cowboy. Like, he literally just needs to just, like, fall down. Like, that's all he needs to just fall down on the ground. And he can't do it. Two things here. One, we need a huge day from Brandon Cooks to even be in that situation. Cool. Two, we needed half our team to be hurt. Look at it. We we fielded the most. We lost Julio. We didn't we didn't play Julio Jones. Alan, these are all players we should have started if we like thought they were good and slash not hurt. Matthew Stafford, Julio Jones, Theoretic. These are all injuries slash we couldn't play them this week for whatever reason. Like this is like our bench. Stafford, Julio, Riddick, Geo. Alan Robinson, Michael Thomas. Like our start, our bench 
on paper is better than our starting lineup. We had like Isaiah Crowell, which JJ I, Nelson, Jermaine Gresham. Oh, sorry, we didn't play Ebron. We played Gresham, but he still did yeah, fine. No, Gresham and Nelson did exactly. Yeah, what we I liked for. those plays. Uh, it just turned out that Ebron was point four better, and so was Michael Thomas. But like, well, Michael Thomas was like three points better, but at the same time, we weren't expecting him to play. No, first really. game back, plus yeah. Peter, we we were like sacrificed him to the Peterson guy. Yeah, he like, had two catches for seventeen yards at halftime. Like that was yeah, that he was what a touchdown. I expected. The, the game went like had eighty points. Yeah. What are you going to do? The plays, the, the, it was a heartbreaking way, but I wasn't really depressed about the next day because. I was depressed that night. Like, I couldn't talk. I was just so, like, lost for yeah, words. Yeah, I, I, I just felt just so drained. I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting robbed again from Fantasy Glory. Because if we went to the, the championship, it would have been, been $600, 300 piece. Cool. Guaranteed. Now, now we're guaranteed. Been 1200 each. Yeah. Now we're getting at least 50. We're playing, like I said, we, we're playing with house money. We. We might still get the Julio Jones most points in the game. It's either that or Le'Veon Bell like two games ago. Oh, it has to be Le'Veon Bell two games ago. That oh, no. Julio Jones got like 300 yards. I was like, all right, I'll, PPR I'll league, we, got, we have a shot. Um, regardless, I was like, all right, we're we're make, we're make technically making money th- this season off of it. And we have the ability to have Martavis Bryant and Michael Thomas slash whoever else we decide to keep. And I'm, I'm not guessing anyone. Probably just have to get, get rid of all of them, but. Hey, what are you going to do? J.J. Nelson might actually be someone next year. You never know. Because he's going to be, what, an eighth-round or ninth-round guy? Because we're pretty much getting, like, three eighth-round players if we took J.J. Nelson. Let's say let's say for some reason. I don't know if reason, he's going to be worth, because I don't know if he'll get drafted next year. We have to see what the rosters look like. Fitzgerald could retire for all we know. Yeah, I'm just John saying, Brown you know. might disappear. Then, I mean, granted, if Carson Palmer's still there, I don't know what to do, but. Just saying, at the worst, we have a whole bunch of receivers. We have the options to stick in with their kicking. So, and then you know, we have uh, we still have you in the playoffs in in one in yeah. the championship. So, see how that I'm, goes. I'm hoping we the right plays were made, but the result was not what we wanted. It, it got capped off by the Jets. Jets score a touchdown to end the game against the Dolphins on Saturday night last week. They go for two in a game that means nothing. And they throw an interception in the end zone on the two-point conversion. A meaningless play, but two points that goes for our opponent also knocks us out. So what are you going to do? So about some news. I'm trying to look up the uh, high-scoring week that anyone had. So you you go ahead and you talk about the news. All right. Tom Bray, leading practice with thigh injury. It's Wednesday. He should be fine. He did not play well this week, but what are you going to do? Uh, Newton and Ron, uh, excuse me, Newton and Olsen, not a huge concern to Ron Rivera. They should both be ready to go week 16. Cool. You know, let's just hope that Cam Newton does not decide to throw footballs at his opponents. Uh, one of his opponents this week was Jordan Reed. He got ejected. He missed practice on Wednesday with his shoulder. I'm not really sure it, how confident I am in playing Reed in week 16 because his shoulder was giving him fits. In that game against the Panthers, he was not playing well and then got ejected. So just a disaster of a night. So that's fun. Just got some more. This this guy's here limited Wednesday. Locke is limited. Jeremy Hill's limited. Cool. It's a Wednesday practice. What are you going to do? Stefan Diggs was originally thought to have a concussion. Turns out he has a hip injury, not a concussion. That's cool. Still has the hip injury. Not too happy about that. But at least it's not a concussion, so it looks like he might be able to play this week instead of a concussion keeping completely out. 
Adrian, Adrian Peterson came back to play. Uh, it turns out he uh, is now dealing with a ankle and groin injury. Might play in Week 16, but I wasn't very confident with playing him this week, the first week back after missing basically the entire year. Uh, that news broke after we did our podcast last week. So, yeah, we didn't really like Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata anyway. And it turns out we liked him a lot less because Adrian Peterson played. Yep. Cool. I'm I'm having trouble figuring this out, so I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah, the rest of the news here is all just people kind of sitting on Wednesday. Nothing really to get me excited about or really newsworthy. Did you find out the uh, scores of those two weeks? No, I'm still looking. It's it's hard for me to figure out this site because <laughs> CBS's site's different than what I'm used to. Uh, Jamal Charles is officially out for the season. He's been put on IR. You're saying there was hope that he might be returned for the playoffs. Does that really mean anything for us because he was kind of done for a regular season? But if you're a Chiefs fan, well, Spencer Ware will be your guy in the playoffs. I want to talk about the Chiefs for a second. I want to specifically talk more about Tyreek Hill, but the Chiefs as a whole. Because the Chiefs on paper seem very much like the Minnesota Vikings. And Tyreek Hill seems very much like Cordero Patterson two, three years ago. I think three years ago at this time now. Yeah. So, yeah, three years. Yeah. I think it was our first year playing fantasy. Tyreek Hill, in his very limited work, gets a lot of fantasy points. He only had like one touch this, in this entire game this week. I saw a poll out there on CBS.com uh, saying, where would you draft Tyreek Hill next season? Would you draft him, A, in the third third or fourth round? Hilarious if you do. B, fourth or fifth round. C, sixth or seventh. Or D, was like uh, eighth or later. That's it, it all depends on who's there next year. Alex Smith isn't really a reliable guy to put up fantasy points for a wide receiver. He's always been good with Travis Kelsey, but if Jamal Charles is healthy or if they decide to just, you know, make Spencer Ware the guy again, I'm not expecting a wide receiver to really be great for the Chiefs. As long as that run game's good, I don't see them needing to throw the ball. Macklin was out for almost a month. We have to kind of remember that as well. I think it was like three weeks or so he missed. Tyreek Hill in that time kind of established himself as this kind of like gadget guy where he would go and do fun stuff, you know. The Chiefs are... One of the more boring offenses, I'd have to say, in the league. But they're one of the more smarter teams. I think as an organization as a whole, I'd say the Patriots are definitely the prima donna. They're the golden star. They're what you want to achieve to be. But I think Reed over there has got a very intelligent squad of coaches and personnel to make a team. Like the Chiefs just look like very bland on paper, like of caliber slash Super Bowl caliber team. And Tyreek Hill, I just wouldn't see him reasonably being drafted anything earlier than about the 7th or 8th round, which is what I would would have chosen in that uh, scenario. But about 10% of people said 3rd or 4th round. And those people have, I would say, never heard of Cordell Patterson. Because this is a guy who got super hyped up to be the next big thing, take him in the 3rd to 5th round. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be doing all these fun, crazy plays. He's going to have... 60 yards receiving. He's going to have 80 yards rushing in a game. It's going to be crazy. He's going to break fantasy. 
Uh, Le'Veon Bell did, in fact, have more points than Julio. In that God one. damn it. Yeah. Everything sucks. Took me that long to find out. Sadness podcast. <laughs> but yeah, by, if. By three points. Ah. Bomaruski. It only took him to hit 300 yards and three touchdowns and all that fun stuff. But yeah. Where would you take Tyreek Hill? Uh, like, I can't really look to next season too much just because, like I said, you never know what's going to happen. For all we know, like, all hypotheticals, let's say A.J. Green gets traded to the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is not going <laughs> to exist on that team anymore. Nah. I, I think Tyreek Hill, if you have return yards for your players, he's a very good option. He's fourth ranked right now. Alan Hester a few years ago was so much fun. He's fourth ranked right now in returns and PPR combined, which is just a really unique scoring that I know a lot of leagues don't have. But other than that... <sighs> just a solid no. <laughs> realistically, I just don't feel comfortable taking a Chiefs receiver. Like, Jeremy Macklin's the only one I can think of just because I think Macklin's a very underrated receiver in the NFL side of things. But that that's my take on it. Unless it's Travis Kelsey, I really don't want a part of the receiving game of Kansas City. That is for sure. Uh, Travis Kelsey... I don't want to. I still don't want to trust him next year because I just don't want to trust the Chiefs anywhere besides the running back game. But Kelsey is kind of proving us wrong this year to be us uh, in a big way this year. That is for sure. What's the Westman games? Sure. First game up, we really don't have to say much. It was that L.A. Rams versus Seattle Seahawks game. Ah man, uh, we did we did talk about Fisher this, getting fired, right? This was the first game after Fisher's firing, right? Yes. Okay. They don't look much better. No. But then again, they might have been blinded by those atrocious Seattle Seahawks jerseys. They were really bad. Like, total, like, my eyes, my eyes. Yeah, no, I just, I don't get the whole neon green thing. I know that's in, but. (laughs) Is it? I I see a lot of, like, sports people wearing it. I don't know. But, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm not a fan of the neon green. That Russell Wilson, he's so hot right now. He's married to Sierra. Every kid. Do they? They're gonna. Well, they're gonna. Have I didn't. Kid. I didn't know she was still alive until like that. <laughs> alive, alive, quote unquote, translates to celebrity. <laughs> yeah, no, because she was like that one-two step chick, right? Yes. From like fifteen years that ago, is, whatever. The fact that you know a song that I knew the song. That's that's something there. I'll say that. Yeah. So good on him, but. Just not a fun game in general. Fun little song. Um, Back to football. So I would really, really just love for Todd Gurley to be traded in the offseason. Just just go, bless you, go anywhere. Just just get out of L.A. The problem is this draft class has a couple of running backs coming into it. That teams that need a running back, I feel like they're going to try to take to the draft more Uh. than... Is it going to be Fournette or McCaffrey? It's going to be Fournette, right? Probably Fournette. But then again, is McCaffrey actually going to be good in the NFL? I have no clue. I don't pay. I would love for him to be good, but like Fournette just seems like the guy who's going to like be the next Elliot. Yeah, but at the same time, he's not because he's not going to be playing for Dallas. He's not. He. I I'm curious to see where he gets drafted because some people think, oh, rookie running back, that's awesome. We just drafted him in the first round as well. We kind of took a chance on Elliott being good this year. No one knew that Elliott was going to be this crazy. Like, everyone could say they knew Elliott was going to be good because everyone anticipated him being good, but no one thought he had a chance to break Eric Dickerson's rookie record. Yeah, he's been 
unbelievable. Like we we it's, thought he'd be good, but he like he actually we thought he'd be amazing, and he's even better than that. It's not like Alfred Morris a few years ago, where he just like comes out of nowhere and he winds up rushing for sixteen hundred yards in his rookie season. Like this this guy had expectations to be great, but he just like exceeded them to a crazy amount. That team they have the, they have the best. They have the best combined MVP in the league, which is their offensive line. That's, yeah, no, if, if you can vote for a combined MVP, it would definitely be like, that line. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I think they have three of the five offensive linemen are the best at their position, and you have them all in one line. It's it's crazy. But yeah, Todd Gurley doesn't get really much going here. They need they need better receivers like Kenny Britt, Brian Quick, Taven Austin. These are all like second or third options on your team. Like they that's not what you should have as a collection. Uh, Russell Wilson on the other side. Good bounce back game. Three touchdowns here. Lockett catches one. Baldwin catches one. Not Jimmy Graham catches one. It's the other Wilson, uh, the tight end out there. Yeah, totally just, they just took a big old poop on the LA Rams. Who needs a running back? That is the big, that is the biggest question. Who like really needs a running back? Cleveland could use one. I don't think Curwell or Baltimore. <laughs> the team of a the land of a thousand running backs needs a running back. And you know, you're not you're not wrong. You know who might need a running back is the Saints because they're Mark Ingram's not happy with Sean Payton. Well, he lost a hundred grand. I didn't hear about that. I don't know if it was he needed a touchdown by that game or he had to, like he gets an X amount of touchdowns something like that. He gets a bonus incentive in his contract. So that explains why he was flipping out on the he bench. He was pissed, dude. I I was watching that game and I'm like, oh boy, like. I thought he would be okay because him and Hightower, they're buddies. They're, they're roommates and everything. They like each other. But I have not seen Ingram that fired up since he was benched. But who else needs a legitimate running back? I mean, we like Bilal Powell, but the Jets yeah. could probably use another one. No, I, 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 think, still think... I think if Powell gets a shot, I think he could be something, especially if Kyrie Robinson is the third down guy. Or not the third down but guy, but the third and short or the goal line guy. Colts. Colts need a running back. Frank Gore is probably going to retire. Colts need a running back. That Jacksonville needs to start Chris Ivory more. <laughs> Run, yeah, they no, they also need a running back. I know, I think Ivory had like a hundred and something yards this week, something crazy. I don't know if I read that right. I, thought, I didn't know if it was like ten carries for one hundred forty-four yards or fourteen yards. We'll find out. I didn't see the stats. <laughs> trying to think, uh, other teams in the league, but yeah, Baltimore, think... Cleveland, the uh, Giants, <laughs> Giants definitely need because. Are they just going to give up on Vereen and Jennings? That's the biggest thing. Are they just going to say like, you know what? They're just we're going to so... take the L with Ver- with because uh, I think no, not Vereen. Vereen's been solid in his role with Jennings. I think just take the L with Jennings. I thought Jennings is going to be really solid, but he just can't I stay never, on the field. I never thought that because I when I saw him in Oakland, I was like, all right, this guy's got the makings to be something. He had he had like two or three good games, and then I think I learned my lesson with with how it looked uh, with Doug Martin. Where like he was amazing for like one or two games, then he got like a big contract, and I was like, "Yeah, Jennings doesn't seem like a guy could stay healthy." And he's had like one good game, and that's kind of it. I was about to say Green Bay, but I forget that uh, Eddie Lacy just got hurt this year. That's uh, all it was. I remember Ty Montgomery wasn't in a receiver meeting for whole, all of two months. Yeah, <laughs> he has an amazing game this week. I, is he actually the running back next year? I don't know. It's going to be kind of a crapshoot. I listen. Think of it, Eddie Lacy, the first and second down back, and then Ty Montgomery because Randall Cobb used to be their uh, third down back. I can't wait for Randall Cobb to bounce back and just be the best receiver in the Green Bay next year. Just because, yeah, I kind of want to draft him just in case because this is two shitty years. It for just, him in a row. It, I feel like he's going to drop to like the seventh round or something like that, and you just be like, 
oh look, Randall Cobb in the seventh round, and he just and he returns like third round value or yeah. something like that. And I'd be like, okay, this is cool. And then Devontae Adams just like shits the bed. Yeah, no, Devontae Adams has become really hit or miss. He's, I can't, I can't wait to talk about next year. Like already, I still have stake in this year, so it's like I'm not really thinking too much about it. I'm just, it's, I'm still freaking out about my. All right, so the worst thing to happen to fantasy football is having Christmas being the last week. So you have no games on Sunday except for two games, and then you still have a Monday night game. Oh, is everything so, on Saturday? Everything except for the Steelers-Baltimore game, and what was the other game? Um, I don't have it up right now, but there's the... Oh, shit. Yeah, Everything's sun- on Saturday. Sunday night. Spencer... Uh, not Spencer. Denver-Kansas <laughs> City, Detroit-Dallas. That's awesome. Because usually, like, there's nothing on Christmas Eve. Like, there's no basketball. There's just straight up all the football games. Is there any hockey games on Christmas Eve? Because there's no basketball. Because they have their big. They're always like the big Christmas day is like there's a bunch of basketball games, but there's like nothing. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's been hard with my work schedule to keep up with everything. I haven't been a uh, crazy fan like I usually. Mm. I'm still a crazy fan, just not to the same extent. (laughs) Now we got to talk about that uh, that garbage Miami Jets game that yeah. we were uh, hinting about. Miami thirty four, Jets thirteen. Ryan Tannehill getting hurt's the best thing to ever happen to the Miami Dolphins. Didn't I say Matt Moore would be fine? Yeah. Uh, did you get this right? Did we we both we vaulted. Okay, cool. I, I was like, all right, Jets are gonna be garbage. Uh, good for good for that. Uh, one thing we did, we definitely got right. Was Robbie Anderson would be the best receiver that night? Eighty yards and a score. You love that. Brian Marshall, one for sixteen, was on the pitch count. He was not playing well. He he had like three balls, just hit his hands and just dropped. No, thank you. And then Bilal Powell, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> I I think Brian Marshall is a player I don't draft next season because like we all knew the the troubles with this season. Like Chris Patrick would just be garbage. Another year of Brian. I Marshall think the thing older. that hurt him the most was Decker going down. Definitely, that that is a good that is a good point. Decker come back maybe changes the landscape, but Decker there. might not. Who knows? Because he's coming off not one but two surgeries. Two surgeries a few weeks into the season. It's like if you tore your ACL, let's say you tore your ACL this week, you might miss the start of next season. You you probably miss like all of September. Yeah, it takes about ten months unless you're Adrian Peterson, because apparently that dude could just have major knee surgery and then come back like ten weeks later. He is the bionic man. We uh, could definitely say that. Uh, JJ does not get really much going here. Does, yeah, the Jets, but the still Jets have, run defense is still, still very good. good. But then they have no, they have no idea how to defend the pass. Uh, Sims gets two touchdowns through the air. Okay. Matt Moore was the AFC Player of the Week. Was he? Yeah. Hilarious. Jarvis Landry, 108 in the score. Kenny Stills caught one ball, 52 yards, a touchdown. How the fuck did Jarvis Landry have a not Jarvis Landry day? Like, he had three receptions for 108 yards. Normally, it's like 11 receptions for 108 yards. I still want to say I wasn't completely wrong about Kenny Stills, but I was not right at all either. I was right, though, because I said he's either a touchdown for 50 yards or he's nothing. Like, he was was good enough to be bad, but he was bad enough to, to be good in some instance. Like... Like he's just like you just pull it around out of your ass every time you play him. It's just like yeah, Kenny Stills, fuck it. Yeah, the Jets are bad. They they're, they're really bad. They're they're a four and ten team that doesn't really deserve to even have any have many wins. All right, talking about backup quarterbacks, Chicago Bears versus Green Bay Packers. Are we underestimating Matt Barkley or is Green Bay's defense just not good? Uh, both. 
I would say a definite both. I think there was a huge amount of garbage time scoring by Chicago. Definitely. Yeah, 17 in the fourth quarter here. They had three receivers over 89 yards, or was it four receivers? I don't uh, have the full three. box score. Yeah. Three. Uh, Jeffrey gets 89 here, Meredith 104, and then I don't even know this receiver, Deontay Thompson. Super cool. Uh, Jordan Howard. I I love Jordan Howard next season. I'll say that. Thank God Jeremy Lankford's not a thing anymore because I hated him going into the season. We did you, you did not like him. I liked the idea of the Bears running back, so I was staying by that. But I was completely wrong that I thought that Lankford would be even somewhat good. But we always we always kind of thought like All right, if he does go down, I think Howard would be fine. And it's like whoa, Howard's really good. Yeah, Howard's no. very. He is the step like two steps down David Johnson, where he's just consistent week in and week out solid numbers the thing with jordan howard though is he's a rookie being overshadowed by all the other rookies in the league doing great things they know he's a rookie yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i think i probably do know that but like i think it's same to your regard that he's just been overshadowed so we just kind of think like oh it's like a second or third year guy just kind of getting his work in you know what's crazy jalen ramsey just got his first interception dude's been great all year just got his first interception huh, huh. fun facts for you because he's been really, really good. Like he, he hounds on receivers. That team is it? Is it just Bortles though? Like is it actually I just, think Bortles? It's just Bortles? Because their run game is still not particularly great. But that's the thing though. Teams know that they like to throw the ball. So like they never, they never straight up committed to Chris Irie, which I think was. I'm a, sorry, was, they like to run the ball. They like to run the ball, but the problem is they fall behind, and yeah. then you just put the the ball in Blake Bortles' hands. I think Gus Bradley would be good on a team that's like. If you put him on an average team, I think Grass Bradley is actually a good coach. You know, it'd be a great landing spot for him. The Rams. Oh my god! You think you want to? I feel like I don't want to do that to him. I think I think with a solid defense and with Todd Gurley, I think you actually might. That's not a bad spot. Especially Jared Goff might actually wind up being something. They need year. they need a big receiver. They need like a big time receiver. Tavon Austin. That's <laughs> you. You were so wrong on that one. Listen, we're gonna go through that. I that, know we are. I don't know if you did. You write down your bold predictions? No, because we had so many bold predictions. I had uh, I don't know that I had like two or three pages worth. But my Mark Ingram one might have been right if Tim Hightower didn't take. Oh, like, he would carries. be the number one running back in the league. No, I said he'd have over eighteen hundred all-purpose yards. Oh, okay. Uh, Troy Nelson's really good. He caught a sixty-yard pass. He's awesome. No, yeah. no touchdowns to the receivers in this game. It's the weirdest thing, which is crazy, because Jordy Nelson was wide like, open on that. Play. And then you he see Ty Montgomery. It's like, what are these numbers? Sixteen for one hundred and sixty-two, and from a scores. wide receiver, Christian Michael, not revenge game. Four for forty-five to score. <laughs> he got he got forty-two without on one carry, and then three yards on three carries. Let's go. So we got all right. So we just got a lot of games right this week, but we got the first three games right. We got this one right, too, thanks to Jacksonville being Jacksonville. <laughs> so apparently, the solution to Houston's problems, it's its almost like we should just hire unprofessional professional. That's us. We're, we're unprofessionally professional. To, like, run your team. Because what have we been saying this entire season? Because Osweiler's garbage. <laughs> Brock Osweiler's garbage. What happens? Tom Savage gets pulled off the streets. He comes in, throws 260. Just he was smart with the ball. He got DeAndre Hopkins the ball, which that's the thing. I did not throw a single pass to Hopkins, and Hopkins finished the game eight for eighty-seven. Not a lot of those were on uh, Ramsey, though. I think only three catches were on Ramsey. Or at least he didn't complete one. 
with Osweiler. Like Osweiler's just bad. He's really bad, and they're gonna. Here's the thing they have they have to think about now. Are we gonna get rid of Osweiler? I would say yeah, do in a heartbeat. But that's twenty five million that's gonna take with that in the hat and the head and the cap. Yeah, and all fo- all money in football is guaranteed, right? Some, okay. not all. Just cut him. Get Tony Romo. Cut Brock Osweiler. I, it's really looking like not a bad idea. If them just benching Osweiler now, and they're not them being non-committal to him at all, it looks like. What's the story with Tom Savage? Because this never is a heard playoff this team. He's only in his third season. Who knows? Tom Savage could wind up being really good. This is a playoff team. Yeah, that division's uh, tight though. Eight and six. They're eight and six Tennessee's with Brock Osweiler. It's it's just it's it's the Denver Broncos last year all over again. Think about this. No JJ Watt. I I know. I I still think people underestimate how good the Texans are. Yeah. Osweiler is just really bad. <laughs> he just has enough of a good around, a good enough team around him. Who would you rather have, Blake Bortles or Brock Osweiler? Is my quarterback probably Bortles? I, I, I actually think Osweiler is very, very bad. I that was the dumbest contract I ever saw. That's what maybe scared of drafting Hopkins in the first round, and maybe worried about. Anything they could get done. Because he didn't even look good last year with the Broncos. No. The Broncos defense just masked Mark everything. Mark Sanchez had a better QBR. Mark Sanchez Mark Sanchez is actually could go into Houston right now and he could be fine. It's like remember like the whole like clapback thing? It's like remember the Warriors blew a three one lead. It's like remember, Mark Sanchez had a better QBR than Payton, the Sheriff Manning. Think about the weapons that Houston has on offense. Put Mark Sanchez there. It, they he might be able to do some damage. All he has to do is be smart with Mechanically, the ball. Mechanically, he's not bad. He's not actually he's, a bad mechanical quarterback. But he's got enough weapons around him where it might make up. Because he never had the receivers that he... Like, in New York, he never had the receivers. Denver, he never got a chance, but he had the receivers. The best years of Mark Sanchez's career was under the, under a strong head coach. I like Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I really like Bill O'Brien a lot. I like the defensive coordinators. That that big old dude, like, ones look like a walrus. I can't remember his name. I just know he looks Andy like Reid. No, yeah, Andy Reid. Um, but you, tell- you have you have a, a solid defense, strong running game, and playmakers on the outside. This looks like the Jets when they won back to back A's, like when they went to the AFC Championship back to back. Hopkins and Fuller on the outside, Fedorowitz, you know, going in as the tight ends. That's, They're five and zero in their division. That is the craziest thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, not, they just it's not like they have they bad just beat up on they just beat up on their shitty division and just. But it, it makes you know it, that's gonna make that's gonna put you into the, the playoffs. But here's the thing too is. Lamar Miller had a bad season this year. Next year's going to be the real deciding factor of if Lamar Miller is good or not. Is he a first round? I think if Brock Osweiler is still the quarterback, I don't draft him in the first round. I think he's a second, second, mid-second round, late second round. I think he's early there. second round. I st- with Remember how we were like, whoa, I don't like the end of the first round? He might still be a first round pick because I really just i am not sure about... That whole pass you get past, you know, the top three receivers from this he year. He doesn't catch enough balls to really be. PPR might be a little different. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I, I think in terms of how good I'm of a player overall he is, I think he's still in that first round conversation. We just, I, I feel like the, the first round next year might be the one the weaker I've seen. Think about it on it's paper. It's like the top six are so good. The bottom four, six, whatever, yeah. how many guys you have in your league. It might be the first year where I say you have to get a top X pick. I've never wanted a top three pick more in my life than I do next year. Definitely. 
Um, I think, I think in years past, I, I've always said middle of the round, get a balanced team. I think it's get a top heavy guy because the rest of the league still pretty solid. You're not going to get huge, you know, advantages in any other spots because I think we're starting to get a little bit more of a rounded NFL in terms of quality players because you do have these high upside guys like Tyree Kill, then you have the solid week to week guys. Um, like you know, like Jory Nelson, all that you're gonna get at the end of the first round, maybe second round. You have to go out and get anyone in any crazy spot. And I feel like you might not have to reach as much next year, outside of the first round. And again, we'll look at that more next year. I'm just saying, I'm very, yeah. I'm getting all excited about next season now. I know because you know you've been eliminated from everything. I still have a little hope. <laughs> I've never won a fantasy football league in my life. This uh, is- me neither. But I, I've definitely played in um, less. Uh, less stuff, that is for sure. Yeah, I've been doing this for six years now, and I'm in three leagues in the past three years. I've done three leagues. Every single year, I've done three leagues. So that's just it's a lot of players. A lot of players. Next game, Buffalo, Cleveland. Cleveland's. We we said Lashawn McCoy was going to have a big day. He did. What did Lashawn McCoy do? He, he had, had the re- biggest of games. He had a really, he had a really good game. He had a really good game. I was just happy that he didn't get all his touchdowns vultured by Mike Gillisley because once again, Gillisley in the first quarter comes in on in the goal line and just fucking steals my six points that I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are the Browns going to get a win this year? No, I, I right. I think they're going to go win sixteen. But you know what? That might be the best thing for them. Because they can they can have their pick of who what position they feel they need to get. Because I feel like this draft doesn't have a player that's a clear cut number one. They can draft what fits them the most. Me, neither of us are, are huge college guys. We'll we'll get we'll do our homework when it gets closer towards, you know, the NFL season. We're going to see these guys who's going to be picking who. Like you know when Khalil uh, when Mac was getting, was supposedly going to get drafted by the Falcons, I was like. I'm hyped for this guy. He's going to be awesome. And then he gets drafted by the Raiders. And I was like, you know, depression. We do get uh we got one of the 17 Matthews in the league, so whatever. <laughs> the first time I was ever excited about a draft pick was Michael Thomas. Actually, no, Brendan Cooks I was excited about cuz anytime you see a guy that runs that fast get drafted to your team, you're like, "Oh, this is awesome." Are we still drafting Cooks before Thomas next season? No. I think they got drafted in the same round though. I, I think of them like you really could interchange them. It all depends. It's kind of like how we're looking at the Cardinals receivers going into this season, where Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, and John Brown were all in that same. You could kind of pick one of the hat and one of them was a better PPR guy. I think this is going to be the issue. Was where Brandt Cooks, eight games out of a 16-game season, you have the almost – I don't want to say guarantee, but you have the upside of getting a twenty-plus game out of. He Brandon got Cooks. how many points this week on the road, though? Thirty-eight in a game that was eighty. Where points Patrick Peterson covered him for a portion of the game. Some of it, and like when he started, like after the second touchdown, they're like, "Hey, we should cover that guy." And that's when Michael Thomas went off. So that's yep. that's the thing about the Saints is one of those three guys. All right, let's let's get into the debate now because we knew it was going to happen. This eventually. is after not throwing a touchdown for two straight weeks. Just saying. Here's the thing, though. We know with the Saints receivers, because they have the best trio in the league, 
I don't care what anyone says. They have the best trio in the league. Do they have the best overall receiving core? Because you have to throw Kobe Fleener in there because they do account for the tight end. So begin, you know, prior to this, you were thinking, you know, Kobe Fleener is really bad. That dude doesn't know how to run routes. He's he's really not good. Like, have you ever watched him? play before like actually watched him play because there's a lot of times in Saints games where I'll watch Kobe Fleener when he lines up and I'm just like this dude just doesn't look like an NFL player yeah it I think the problem is him again only playing in the same offensive system for about a decade playing the same thing in high school college Colts yeah and the, the, Saints, the same exact style whatever Sean Payton says you do so it's true this is true or, that's uh, why Josh Hill is so consistent when he was you know getting the looks it wasn't I, I be... think i think kobe flinger is gonna be a big steal next year i can't i can't wait for us to be like that guy fucking sucked and then the next year he's be like y'all doubted me and he's gonna go get 10 touchdowns and he's just gonna shit on my life and i'll be like thanks kobe flinger i'm so happy i wasted a fifth round pick on you when i just i kind of figured i would never do that right get a touch to get a tight end early it was not gronkowski at least you didn't trade todd Gurley for him at least you didn't have Todd Gurley on your team. This <laughs> yeah. I, my team was so good last year. Demarius Thomas, uh, DeAndre Traded Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley. Traded from me. David Johnson was still good. David Johnson was... You was know so what? Good. I did not want to draft David Johnson over Todd Gurley because I'm just like, Todd Gurley is like... He might be the number one in some leagues. I'm like, I, I can't pass up at this guy at six. And of course, I regret it. Yeah, I made up for it by drafting David Johnson in the PPR league that I'm just about to win. David Johnson's so. really good. And the Shulman coin stayed relatively healthy this year. So uh, which, if he stays healthy, I mean, Gillisley might cut into his work a little bit next year because McCoy's 29 now. He's, yeah, he's getting he's into on the twilight He's age. on to the cusp. So uh, we're running out of time. Dude. If, you're, if He's 28, I just confirmed. All right, so we got one more year. But Let's do it. If you draft McCoy next year, make sure you get Gillisley because Gillisley's already shown that he's capable of being a starting running back. He just is playing behind one of the best running backs in the league. True. All right, we've 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 done enough rambling, I feel like. Philadelphia at Baltimore. Joe Flacco's not elite, but he's still able to win this game because Justin Tucker is elite. Tucker is definitely elite. This is the jo- the Baltimore Tuckers. Uh, can we, I, can uh, we, wait, what round did we take Justin Tucker in? Can we, oh, like the billionth round. Can we take him as a keeper next year? I would love that. <laughs> Just walk in, it's like, Justin Tucker, keeper. Boo, 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 uh, boo, that'd boo. be hilarious. Carson uh, Wentz is not good. I'm happy everyone's starting to see this. Hey, hey I want our bet. Joe Flacco, under 240 passing yards. I think you said he would be around 210, too. So, you know what? Props. I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty close, right? 206. That's a pretty good one. So, Ryan Matthews finally shows up. You know, I said he was going to have a good year. Apparently, he only has one good game the entire season. He had like two. Which, these numbers scare the shit out of me right now because the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing Baltimore this week. You know who's going up against Le'Veon Bell this week? This guy. All right. Zacherts, I think, is uh, should be the highest drafted receiving option of the Eagles next season. If Absolutely. Healthy, if healthy. Because they just have a but whole bunch of guys. Dorial Green Beckham, bro. <laughs> they have a whole bunch of guys that are just like the same exact player, and they're just not good. Uh, Terrence West gets the majority of carries here, 13 for 77. That's respectable, but not amazing. I just don't. Yeah, it's 45 yards through the air, so that's kind of fun. I just don't like that the Ravens are 8-6 because they're not very good. 
I can't wait for Steve Smith to retire. Not not because of, you know, like I love Steve Smith. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the league, but just because I want Mike Wallace to actually be good. Or Kamar Aiken. I think Mike Wallace becomes like sick again next year. I still say I got that right. I was like, the best Baltimore Ravens is going to be the guy no one drafts, and that was Mike Wallace. Yeah, Boom, right. With a bullet. But you know what? It makes total sense because Joe Flacco likes to show off the fact that he could throw a football really far. Uh, actually, I haven't taken a look at the odds. Steve Sith might be it now, but for, for a good amount of time there, it was Mike Wallace. Tamar uh, Aikens. I feel like really it's smart. every other week it's uh, Wallace it's or Smith. Yeah, I mean, Wallace gets more yards here. Smith gets a touchdown. I think that's really what's going to hit. Wallace because Smith will get more touchdowns, that's for sure. Yeah, but that's what happens when you're kind of a deep play guy. But Wallace is a consistent deep play guy, kind of like Deshaun Jackson. Jackson's really turning it on lately. Yeah, no. Uh, Kirk Cousins, man, is he's... Bold prediction for next year, Kirk Cousins, top five quarterback. I might not be wrong. Stafford, if he didn't get hurt and he didn't slow down and just win games with kind of like their defense and just kind of winning 17 to 10 sort of things. Stafford was in that conversation as well. Jameis Winston after that first week was in that conversation as well. It hasn't really worked out. You're still going to see the same group of guys. You know, I think Wilson and Cam might have dropped out of that, but you're going to see Rodgers. You're going to see Breeze. You're going to see Luck. You're going to see Brady. I think there's a chance for that fifth spot being open. But I don't know. When you have uh, Matt Ryan, who bounced back in a big way, someone's going to draft Roethlisberger early, even though he's not good on the road. I'll gladly take Kirk Cousins late. Russell Wilson, like he's going to bounce back in a huge way too. I will gladly do exactly what I did with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is my last pick in the team that I'm about to win. A league Stafford, game. same thing. Like I like Stafford a lot this year. I always like Stafford. I'll take Kirk Cousins in the 15th, 16th round. Whatever you're doing. I will gladly. I, yeah, I will always rather draft. You know, you're always going to have a steal at quarterback where he's consistently putting up good. There's numbers. always going to be a steal at quarterback. You can always just stream quarterbacks, or you can just kind of get a platoon of guys. Just don't pick Alex Smith. Segway to the next game because we're kind of rambling a lot today. We got a lot to talk about. It's, I know. It's well, we're also doing an episode tomorrow, so that's uh, true. But I'm just so excited to talk about the, the future today. Yeah, I have to, um, I have to overcome this sadness. Let's talk about the future with raging optimism for next season. Look at this raging optimism I got here. Let's talk about the future of Demarco Murray because Derrick Henry—they're getting him more work, and he's doing a lot of good stuff with that work. Yeah, two touchdowns in this game. It's gonna be. Does it become Derrick Henry's show next year? Do they try to trade Murray? I don't think they trade Murray, but I don't think drafting Murray next year is something that's going to be in my game plan. Uh I think drafting Henry this year was like the fifth, sixth round. I think I was never on board with that. No, because we knew Tamarco was going to bounce back from that atrocious. I never season. knew he was going to bounce back, but I never. I was very much. I kind of know what my exact opinion of this whole situation for the year. I don't want either guy because I think they're just going to hurt each other. Turns out Demarco Murray was just awesome. Yeah, and then Derrick Henry, as the year gone on, got more and more acclimated to being a, a professional running back. Gets a lot of touchdowns. Gets goal line work. Got touchdowns. He wasn't really. TD vulturing per se because he wasn't like someone who would just get in there for one carry and get the touchdown. He would get not double digit carries, but he would get about sixty. Let's say seventy percent of the carries go to Murray and maybe sixty five, and like the rest would go to Henry. Like he gets in there or Mariota. 
Eight, yeah, Mariota gets in there, as, you know, whenever he wants to as well. But 18 carries to nine here, Murray to Henry. I don't expect that number to really fluctuate much more from that. Like they're gonna get him in every other, every few snaps. It's just the, that's what they want to do. They want to keep both guys fresh. They also have playoff hopes. This is an eight and six team. Yeah, no. So, like I, the Texans I, are still at top of the that division, I believe, just because of uh, the in-house record. Unless the Colts are nine and five, but. This was a, actually a crazy game. I was watching it for a little bit because I had stake on both sides. Um, first of all, it was the, the second or third coldest game in Kansas City Chiefs history. Arrowhead was apparently like negative one at kickoff. It was hella frosty. Yeah, but the Titans were down by 12 going into the fourth quarter, and they held the the Chiefs to no points, and they scored 12. Or they were down by 11, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, they the Tennessee scored twelve. Oh, they get a safety in the last one. Yeah, twelve points in the last. I I'm very optimistic for the Titans in the future. I still don't really love their receivers, even though Rashard Matthews. That's is, all that's missing, though. I think Rashard Matthews is still kind of an underrated guy. The defense is good enough. They have an elite tight end when he's healthy. When he's healthy, I th- I I don't know if elite, but I uh, I will say top five. You know what? Is, good enough. You know what? Fine. I'll 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 let. It, it is a tight end, so I'll let it slide on Elite, right? Because think about it. Who else are you going to throw in there? It's Gronk, Kelsey. Gronk, Kelsey, Olsen, Reed. I guess Walker is the fifth guy, but I still always like the top three more, and then Kelsey has been like the ne- – he's always been the next guy. I think he's ready to take the next step, Kelsey. I think he's going to be the do you center think, point. Do you think it's finally time that Gronk takes a step back? Or just when he's healthy next year, Brady, it doesn't matter. You know what? If, if he was just suffering like – regular injuries but he just gets the weirdest injuries that guy he's made of paper for someone that big i, I don't know if he's made of paper because i was talking about this uh not talking about it, but i was listening to a podcast talking about it you know anthony davis the brow yeah. in basketball he gets hurt all the time he just has problem with like coagulation he gets like if he gets like a bruise or like it's hit like he just gets like really bad bruising it like affects his legs he's, you know it's a basketball player you can't really do much about yeah. it gronk just plays so ferociously. I think that's his downfall. He plays a very violent position in tight end because you have to go block. Then you got to go run down the middle of the field and take a huge hit from a linebacker come at you 50 miles an hour. I think they love the, hitting him in the seam, which is where those safeties thrive. And Gronk is a massive guy, so you're going to go for his. You're going to go for his knees. You're going to go for his ankles. You're going to go for his hip because you, you hit him in the chest. You're going to bounce off. That's all that's going to happen. He's just going to be like, "Oh, Gronk, Gronk, you don't take down Gronk." It's not happening. So I think that's the problem with Gronkowski is that he's just such a target because everyone knows Rob Gronkowski is a boss. <laughs> True. In other news, though, Spencer Ward has a bad game, I guess. Gets a good amount of work. but Yeah, uh, <laughs> he gets the work. But Tyree Kill gets one carry. It was like on the yards. second play of the game, too. Yeah. Tyree Kill did that. I'm like, yes, 12 points to start the game. This is going to be fantastic. You know how many points he's finished out with? 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Just Kansas, <laughs> Kansas City being Kansas City. They just... dude, That dude is Jack, though. I've never actually Where? watched... I've never watched Hill before. Oh, Tyree Hill? Yeah, dude yeah, Jack. He's a, he's, he's a little fit dude, that's for sure. He's not very tall, right? He's just no. He's he's like an average. He's height. like a younger Steve Smith. Like Smith's just like pure muscle, like just wearing the Yoda costume. No, it's fun. Yeah, but no, Tyree Kill kind of disappointed me, despite having a sixty-eight yard touchdown run in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we both picked Tennessee, I think. Or 
No, it, we both picked Kansas City. Yeah. Wow, we're both dumb. Uh, I think I picked the Vikings in the next one. <laughs> uh, no, did you? No, we both picked... Uh, oh, yeah, you did. No, I, uh, I picked the Vikings. All right, Upset City. Let's go. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, so I, I messed up our counts before, so you got oh. five wrong and I got five wrong. Oh. That's what it was. Plus the uh, point I get for me getting uh, Flacco right. I think we wind up being even whichever way it is. I'm not counting right now. Whatever. Numbers are hard. That's for this week when I have to count up all the tallies and pretty much the Colts versus the Vikings sums up this season. I feel like you're going to run away with it. Just because I like to pick a lot of dumb shit. If you won, I was going to get you like a jersey. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. If you win, I'm still getting you a jersey. I'm I'm not gonna win because I picked the Cleveland Browns multiple <laughs> like, games, three, but I picked the Jets a few times too, and they're garbage. I also did not pick the Giants like at all. This the season. same week where I picked the 49ers to win, I picked the Cardinals to lose. I, I you got you got some points back. I think. All right, but I think you probably picked the same games as though, like just in the weird sort of like we're like yeah, we'll find four, out next week. Stay the 49ers tuned. gonna win, right? Do I and the Cardinals? They suck. Like we hate these dudes. I thought the 49ers were gonna beat the Jets. T. Way Hilton. He's First round. He's you're right. He's starting to make that that whole case. I. No one had a great game except for Frank Gore for Indianapolis, but T. Y. Hilton's definitely, definitely showing that he could be a first round pick next year. And I hate saying that because I do not like T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, I just. It, it's so weird because the, the no one has a great offensive game from the Colts, but the defense for the Vikings just didn't do. They literally didn't do anything. They had no sacks. They didn't cause any turnovers. They just decided to do nothing, which was great because I took them in fantasy uh, in FanDuel. They have a negative one. Yeah. But I think T.Y. Hilton, the more I think about him, I think he's starting to look I just hate like being wrong, might. and I've always said T.Y. Hilton's not good, but he always just proves me wrong. I mean, there was the whole statement where he's a worse Ted Ginn, and I'm like, that is just, just very wrong. <laughs> That's a very wrong statement. Ted Ginn's very fun. I saw it's a nice flow chart. Uh, Ted Ginn makes a ridiculous touchdown catch, yep. drops a ball uh, in the up flat, uh, catches a six-yard pass, drops a touchdown. Like just, just like this yeah, vicious it's... cycle of just not being good and then being awesome. And it's just it's really fun. Um, fun fact for you: this game was the 35th different offensive line, starting offensive line, I should say, that Andrew Luck has had to play with in his NFL career. I mean, the Patriots think last season had like about 18 different ones. Everyone was getting hurt and getting moved around. It was really interesting. But at the same time, Bill Belichick's a maniac. And I think his left, anyone. either his left tackle or his left guard is the only one to be there consistently. Everyone else has moved. But that's just, that's not good because I, I believe that the offensive line might be the biggest, especially with watching what the Cowboys have done this year. The offensive line might be the most important part of any team. A lot of people, a lot of very intelligent NFL experts, I used air quotes for really no reason there, um, because I think a lot of people are starting to look that way as well. Protect your most important piece of your entire team, which is a lot of people think is the quarterback. You get your offensive line, let him do whatever he wants on offense, because you can't stop a team on offense, and their defense is just solid enough to just keep them in the game. There's a whole adage of like defense wins championships. But I think ball control and unstoppable offense, where it kind of demoralizes a team, I think that I think that wins you more often there. The longer you keep the other team's offense off the field, it rests your defense, but Cowboys. it also gets them out of the rhythm. Cowboys 
got that in spades. Exactly. They have the winning. We're all teams should look at what the Cowboys are doing, and this year, every first round pick should be an offensive lineman and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. For, I don't know if Fournette's even going to be a first round pick. He he might be because until like last season, I have season. no clue. We'll 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 talk to our. He's buddy. just he's just ridiculous. But, we'll talk to our college football expert buddy and but, see what he says. But I think offensive lineman should just be the talk of the town. You look at the Cowboys. Rookie running back, rookie quarterback. Des Bryant misses half the year. Tony Romo's not playing. You look, what's his face down there? He might get coach of the year. I still think he should get coach of the year. I definitely believe Jason Garrett should be coach. Of I'm the year. like, I'm looking at, you know, I'm like, damn, Gary, you have the winning combination here. You know what? That dude always has a smile on his face too. No matter how bad times have gotten in Dallas, he always has a smile. I on don't his know. Face. What, he gets a lot of hate too. He yeah. got a lot of unneeded hate maybe because of how big the Cowboys brand is. I think the I problem like has always been too. Tony Romo is always like, even when he doesn't. Have if Eli Manning didn't exist, yes, he'd be the derpiest quarterback in the league. I'd say. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tony Romo's always had like minor injuries bothering him if it wasn't something major. So I, I feel like yeah, the nagging injury stuff. Just the like, nagging injuries definitely have gotten to him, and now you have a fresh yeah. young body at quarterback. True. And Dak's built to take some hits too. Like he's yeah, he's a, he's a solid dude. guy. He's a yeah. solid guy. Um, like just Andrew, like Cam Newton. Back to luck. It, Luck has the, a couple things going for him. He's got a plethora of very talented wide receivers. Yes. A poor defense. Yes. And a run game that at least gets a little bit of pressure off. Because even though Frank Gore has his bad blocking offensive line for a quarterback, they can at least run block for some reason. Yeah. Like, they could do that thing pretty well. It's different because with the run block, you're trying to push forward. And when it's like well, the, the when pocket. It's, yeah. yeah, you're just trying to keep them outside the pocket. And it's just... We know that Lucky's always going to be a good fantasy quarterback. I don't know if if they get a good offensive line, he might actually be a very good real life quarterback. Because there are a few games this season where he did nothing for three quarters. They were down by three scores, and he just throws four. That touch- London game that was the craziest. Thing. Yeah, and he just throws a whole bunch of touchdowns. I'm like, Andrew Luck is not an elite quarterback. He might be fantasy wise, but totally different. You know, I need I need a quarterback to win me a game. Like, I right, give me. Give me Roethlisberger in, in, in some sort of instance. If he's at home. <laughs> if he's at home, give me Roethlisberger. Give me Brady. Yeah. No, Andrew Luck's one of those guys where I feel like he still has a lot to learn about the position because he still has that mindset where it's like, all right, I could still run around a little bit. But luck? He, yeah. He's good at that. He's he's athletic. He's he's underrated when it comes to that. I think him and Rodgers are both very underrated. Yeah, Rodgers is very just like, well, he's very good at throwing outside the pocket. Yeah. You almost want to keep Rodgers contained because now you don't you don't spread the offense out more because you like you shift everyone to the right side of the field and then he finds someone else on the you know four yards down the line on the left side of the field because he has the arm strength to do that. You yeah. don't want to make a jumble. You want to keep everything organized. You want to keep it tight. You don't want to make you don't want to play to his strengths. Lions Giants. We also did not want to start any running back here and uh, for the Vikings. They got down by a dramatic amount of points, so Peterson only got six carries. Should be better next week, but let's let's say he's not, though. I don't really want to trust him. Lions-Giants, uh, yeah, Stafford is definitely feeling the ill effects of that throwing glove and his messed up finger. Almost throws for 300 yards here, but no scores. Not very effective on the run. Giants defense solid. Not having their best running back out there is still probably the biggest hit. Dwayne Washington was kind of a disappointment. I thought he'd be better this year. Yeah. I mean, at least Golden Tate did his thing. Did. Golden Tate. He, we, he proved <laughs> us wrong. We did. We were like, ah, oh, Martin Jones is definitely going to be better than Golden Tate. 
wow, Golden Tate's really bad. Look at Marvin Jones. He's got 300 yards and against the Packers, a couple scores. And then uh, Golden uh, Tate was like, uh, and then was like it was like two weeks after what's his face, the coach was just like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a monster game. Yeah, right. he's like, oh no, I I meant that this week. Sorry, guys, my bad. Can, can I just say one thing about the Giants that just adds to my hate of them? What? All right, so Ezekiel Elliott does his thing where he celebrates a touchdown by jumping into the Salvation uh, Army with pot. Vidal said, like, I get suspended for it. Uh, no one asked him. He just went out of his way to, like, just, yeah, you know, if that was me, I would have gotten suspended. That's because no one likes you. <laughs> You're, you just have this piss-poor attitude that everything has to be about you. Like, I, just I do, let it go. I do agree that Odell does still always bring up the whole prima donna thing. It, he's, he's still got the diva you know, attitude towards him. Ezekiel just goes out there and plays football. He has, he has a very valid case, though. I would say that if, you know, if he did that. I'm curious as to what would happen because he's not likable. That's the problem. Ezekiel Elliott's easily. I'm likeable. curious. I'm curious because we're both we're both New York residents. We don't follow the Giants. You know, we don't. We're not fans of the Giants or the Jets at this point. So it's very hard. You know, we see these guys only in a New York light. I'm curious as to what rest of the you know the country as to what they think about. I them. think the rest of the country might not even realize the Giants are ten and whatever ten and four. Are they the worst ten and four team you've ever seen? Yeah. I think, I think the defense is keeping it in. I, like their defense has been really good this year. Yeah. I just I, I I look at the ten four. I'm always just like, there's no way. <laughs> like, and it's not even like they've played bad teams. Like they beat the they Cowboys beat, twice. Yeah, they did beat the Cowboys twice. That that is a very impressive feat. But there's a bunch of bad teams in there. There's like a whole three or four weeks they were at home. They played pretty garbage teams. But yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I just I the, I look at ten and four and I just still think of them closer to like an eight and sixteen or something like that. I don't know. You see, Odell reminds me just too much of T.O. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just too much off-the-field stuff. Just go out and play. Like, Antonio Brown does it right. You see a lot of him off the field, but it's always the right it's stuff. Fun. He's got, he's got a smile. He How's business? Like, it's booming. He's yeah, exactly. going to dance with the stars. That hot redhead. Just Samba and doing his thing. I was really disappointed Cal Johnson did not win this year. I was sad about that. Yeah, who won? It was the Olympian. Lori Hernandez. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, no surprise there, right? Yeah, right. Just like, oh no, look, she's a, she's got to do a dance stuff, and she's gonna be good at that. No way. Uh, it was fun though that another screw us met, uh, sort of situation. Odell had that no catch catch where he hit the ground that led to a scoring drive. If he doesn't, you know, if they don't score there, it also helps us win. But hey, that's football. <sighs> I forgot about that. Whatever. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs, so. Yeah, yeah what are going to do? Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. We're on Cincinnati. Pittsburgh wins here, 24-20. to 20. Ooh-wee. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. I was, you know what? Le'Veon Bell was, with regardless of how well he did, I was happy with what he did because he it did not hurt my team. He could have been better. He had 23 carries for only 93 yards, but still pretty solid. Yeah, it's almost four yards per carry. But the biggest thing was know, they, Bell. they shut down Antonio Brown. That's what that's what Cincinnati was able to do, which most teams can't. I don't know if I still don't understand if it's they shut down Antonio Brown or if Roethlisberger is not going the road. I just I don't. I'm very still torn on which one of those. Uh, Ladarius Green next season I think is going to be a legitimate tight end because he's showing instances now. I think he leaves this game with another concussion. Oh God! But if he comes back healthy next season i think Ladarius green is might be what we thought of him this season where he's going to be that guy you drafted between the eight and tenth round or so maybe a little bit later and you're really really happy with that 
He's going to be the third or fourth option on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I mean, Martavis Bryant's going to be back, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> if he's back, Martavis Bryant's just going to be the touchdown guy. That's true. Martavis Bryant is a big... At times last year, was it last year or two years ago when, when they played together, him and Brown, where it's just like, man, I don't know if Antonio Brown's a better guy, and it's like, no, wait, Martavis Bryant's definitely the better guy. What are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's the, the only thing with Martavis Bryant that makes him so good is the fact that he had like 14 touchdowns in 13 career games at one point. Like he was just, yeah, he was crazy. consistently in the he's end just zone. consistently great. Like, and they're always like big plays too. It's just like, Oh, 50 yard catch. Like he breaks a tackle here and just runs it home. Like it's just, a, he's a, he's a very good player who's just needs to act like a professional. That's really it. And I know we get confirmation of it every week, but Jeremy Hill's not good, right? He's not, he scores touchdown. He's not good though. Yeah, no, he's like, he's I, just I, I just, I would like, I would want him to not be as good as he is because then we could just confirm that he's not good. He, 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 I'm also kind of salty because he screwed me because he was a first-round pick of mine, so that's also a big part. <laughs> yeah, um, New Orleans versus Arizona. Really, I feel like the only things we have to talk about in this game are Drew Brees is a monster, Brandon Cooks is a monster. Yeah, David Johnson's really good. David Johnson almost didn't get to the 100-yard mark in this game, though. Yeah. No, they have to. They had to throw a little bit more. Apparently, the, the Saints like their game plan. They said afterwards was we're going to double team him whenever he lines up as a receiver. Yeah, because he's definitely the best player on the team. Which, Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer, and he's definitely not the best player. Kerwin Williams had a couple of just like massive carries that took away from David Johnson in the first quarter because they're like, all right, let's ride the hot hand. <laughs> but forty nine yard touchdown run, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But uh, you know, John Brown's a thing here. No. J.J. Nelson gets the one. T- he uh, Also another thing, J.J. Nelson drops a sure touchdown pass. Again, a lot of things had to go wrong. We also had Brandon Cooks go and get, you know, 186 yards on seven receptions for two touchdowns. So, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to find a way to get David Johnson on our team next year. That's how you win games. That's, how you, that's how you win championships. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that the guy who's going to win this year? Because whoever the other guy on the other side is. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to uh, who won on the other side, but I'm assuming it's the David Johnson guy. Yeah, just he's – I just can't not think of any other player that – it's David Johnson's at the clear-cut number one. I, I, lo- I would love to say so, but Elliot and – in PPR, I would say it's definitely either Bell or Johnson. Yeah, no, Elliot falls to, I think, four in PPR in my, in my early – Probably behind Brown. Yeah. If you want to say like he doesn't get the sophomore slump because Antonio Brown's just a lot, is he? He's safer, but the running backs always have the higher upside because they can do both receiving and rushing and all that. You know, it's also you can you can get guaranteed twenty rushes. If you get twenty receptions, that's a Hall of Fame caliber game right there. But that's why it's not points per rush; it's you know points yeah. per reception. There are point per. I've heard of like point per attempt leagues. And point like point per attempt and point per rush. I believe those are both things you can do. What about PPT? Point per touchdown. That's uh, it's like a best ball format or something like that. I've I've heard that it's just it's just touchdowns. But anyway, Mark Ingram gets all the yards in this game. Tim Hightower gets all the touchdowns. Brendan Cooks gets two touchdowns and 186 yards. And David Johnson. I still think that the Snead Thomas Cooks thing might hold true. That they're all like top 30 or something receivers. Yeah. You know, on it, and when you have Drew Brees, he's going to throw for five thousand yards. It means someone's got to catch it. The only problem is Snead and Thomas both miss time. Otherwise, they probably would all three be yeah on over a thousand yards. Right? Yeah, on a points per game basis, they're probably uh, up in there. 
San Francisco, Atlanta, you were happy about this game. Yeah, especially since the uh, Tampa Bay lost gets us a game ahead. Um, the second most all-star reci- uh, recipients. Which I don't understand how the Saints don't get any. There's a, the Lions didn't get any either. I was a little more shocked on that one. Yeah, because Stafford's getting like MVP love, and meanwhile he can't get in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it, it's a fan vote, so that's that's the main thing. And I forget who it was. I think it was, I think it was Michael Thomas said something about it, where Cameron Jordan didn't get voted in, and it was because of the twelfth man, hmm. because two defensive ends got in on Seattle. Ah, uh, bummer. Whatever. Colin Kaepernick has another bad game. Who had the most Raiders? I think so. Yeah, seven. Khalil Max, clear cut. Derek Carr, I think, was one. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. Latavius Murray get in? I don't know. I, have to say. I don't think so. There's probably some defensive players whose names we don't know. Yeah. They had at one point the best corner in the league. I can't remember what the hell his name is. They're just a weird team. Like, you know they're really good, but you just don't care to learn anything about them. Well, we'll probably learn a lot about them in the playoffs because you know how much they want to talk about every single player. So, Denver Broncos lose here 16-3. to Against them, New, uh, New England Patriots. Uh, I guess we're just not even talking about the San Francisco Atlanta game. There's not really much to talk about. The, the, Devontae the f- Adams just comes back. You know, that's really it. You mean uh, Devontae Freeman? Yeah. Devontae yeah. Freeman's beast. Uh, be worth. Okay. F- playing against the 49ers, yes, you're going to do very well. <laughs> we should have seen that coming. I think. I still think Devontae Freeman. I think next year we can finally say he's a good player. He's a good player. You could draft him, be happy. Tevin Coleman's still pretty good. I feel like if you're the Freeman owner, you still want to get Coleman, though. I think it's less of a... Because now he's not much of a... He's not a handcuff. It's more the you can draft. Because I think Coleman's not going to be drafted in the bajillionth round. I think he's going to be like a sixth, seventh round guy. He's going to be the Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard. That's gonna, it's going to be that way. Cause at times, Except for both of them are good instead of just Geo being Because at times, I think it was like round week five or so, you could have said like, oh, yeah, Tevin Coleman's a better player. Now it's week 16. It's like, yeah, Devonta Freeman's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and Tevin Coleman's really fucking good, too. This is a good this is a good offensive football team. So we said this was going to be a defensive game, but damn. Yeah. Uh, if you had Tom Brady, you're not very happy. If you had Deion Lewis and you started him for some strange reason, you're happy. He did. He did. uh Get brought down at like the one, and supposedly, but it was it was an actual blunt. touchdown. <laughs> and then Blunt just runs it in. Where does Blunt go next year? I don't know. How old is he? He's got to be old. I would li- I would like to think he he's old, but he's thirty. <laughs> I feel like Legarrette Blunt with a healthy Deion Lewis phases out next year. I feel like with the Patriots, you never want to draft a running back before the sixth round on their yeah, team. Yeah, it's uh, always Bellatrix because this year was like everyone. Kind of like the Garrett Blunt late. I like James White more, but I think we, I think the lead we we uh, took PPR. James White in the fourteenth, I think, in yeah. our PPR. So. so, hey, you know if like Garrett, let's say let's say Garrett Blunt just retires, right? Let's yeah. say he just pulls a total Marshawn Lynch. James White and Deion Lewis are gonna have a whole bunch of value next season. Oh hell yeah! So because they're both dual threats, mm-hmm. and Deion Lewis is better on the ground, but I feel like James White's a little better in the air, so. When he gets the opportunity to do so, yeah, definitely. Um, Julian Edelman still has an okay game, even though Denver kind of shut the Patriots down. Yeah, six for seventy-five is is a solid stat line. Uh, Demarius Thomas seven for ninety-one on the other side. Emmanuel Sanders did not have a catch for about three quarters. 
So and apparently Justin Forsett is stealing the job because he got ten carries to Devontae Booker. Yeah, six. the one of the whole he's going to be the next big thing scenario, and Devontae Booker does not work out. Uh, Trevor Simeon is also not a very good quarterback, but I he's think, still better than. I think he's one of the give him another year to see sort of situation, and then I think we could finally decide because he's not very good. I still think they're buying time for Paxton Lynch. I think that's really. I, I think they Paxton drafted Lynch. Lynch to I think he's very develop. raw. Yeah, that's, I think he's a very raw player, so he needs the time. Um, like Hackenberg. Hacken, they said Hacken, Hackenberg might not be the future, but he was also very raw. Yeah, Hackenberg just doesn't seem like he's going to be a thing at all, though. <laughs> Jets need Jets need like just the gift of God to come down to them. Tom Brady's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to the, I'm going to the, what if... Tom Brady never went gonna to, happen. Went to the Jets, and that was it. They just needed someone who knew how to throw a football. Well, first of all, they needed a winner because Tom Brady's a winner. He is a winner. Oakland versus San Diego. Oakland's also a winner. I feel one. so bad for San Diego, man. They just can't finish out games. Yeah, not only that, but just Faro didn't work out. Hillman, you know, gets some work and he does stuff with it, but. The uh, pick-a-receiver scenario continues with the San Diego Chargers as Travis Benjamin and Hunter Henry were the recipients this week. Uh, I took Tyrell Williams and Antonio Gates in FanDuel. That worked out great. Lies. I hope Antonio Gates retires this season just so it could be the Hunter Henry show next year because I feel like Henry would be like a great pick next year. He would be... He has top five potential. Because Phillip Rivers loves tight ends, apparently. But we'll see. I want to see what happens with the healthy season of Melvin Gordon being healthy, Danny Woodhead being healthy, Brendan Oliver being healthy, Keenan Allen being Keenan healthy. Keenan Allen. <laughs> you left out Keenan Allen. I was going running backs then, wide receivers. <laughs> I, I would like for Gates to retire. I think it's kind of like... He's, it just seems about like I feel that like he's time. just hurting his own legacy at this point because he was on top of the world for a while when it came to the tight end position. Yeah, How and he's just he falling off. He's got to be like 31, 32. He is thirty six. Oh, <laughs> Antonio. He's still not as old as Dwayne Allen, but <laughs> I still can't believe Dwayne Allen's twenty six. It's the dumbest thing. One thing though that is weird about the Raiders is they're still winning games. Latavius Murray's doing his thing, which we're happy about because we said Latavius Murray would be good. It's going to be so weird because I'm going to have that whole conversation myself again next year. It's like, wow, Latavius Murray could be one of the best running backs in the league, and then he decides to not be that for half the season. But Derek Carr struggled the last two weeks, and a problem is him and Cooper aren't connected. Yeah, him and Cooper have really not been. Cooper only got targeted three times. Crabtree. He still gets touchdowns, but he's not as good a receiver like at all. He that touchdown was ridiculous, though. Did you like he, see he it? Like totally fell back. Like oh. he he mossed the guy. Yeah, <laughs> just jumped over him and just grabbed the ball and somehow managed to keep his feet in bounds. It was crazy. Dallas Tampa Bay. We talked a lot about this game earlier. Yeah, about, I don't want to talk about this one. I uh, just know it was Ezekiel Elliott's really good. Des Bryant has an okay day. Jason Witten gets 10 catches, so in a PPR day, he Cameron is Ray, fantastic. Cameron Bray might win someone a chance. I, I mean, what? with a bullet, I'm going to say just start Cameron Bray of those three guys you have. Just do it. Well, I mean, I've started Cameron Bray throughout the playoffs so far. Yeah, so. I think I, he's going to win people championships because their playoff schedule is so nice, and he's really been coming through for people. I, I, Cameron Bray is been one of the more more solid kind of streamable. I've started him season. all three weeks of the playoffs so far, so yep. I'm going to stick with him for the fourth week against the Saints. 
Do it. And hope it doesn't bite me in the ass. Luckily, I have a 15-point cushion just in case. Do it up. Speaking of which, I also want to bring this up. Alshon Jeffrey was a free agent in this Yeah, league. but, like, <laughs> it's not completely unheard of. I know, but at the same time, Alshon Jeffrey is one of those guys that you still, like, someone keeps him even if he's suspended four games. Uh, last game, Carolina, Washington. Jordan Reed gets thrown out. We've mentioned that before. Um, did we get a breakdown of how many times they threw at Norman or not? Uh, no. Washington could not run the ball at all. Kirk Cousins was their leading rusher with 11 yards. But still, Cousins finished with 315 yards. Doesn't score at all, but he's still getting plenty of yardage. So that's something you look forward to. Deshaun Jackson, seven catches for 111 yards. Pierre Garçon, seven catches for 78 yards. You kind of figure out right there which one is the guy that's the big play guy and which one's the possession guy. Jamison Crowder doesn't do anything. I'm very curious as to how these guys get drafted next season because I, I don't think Pierre Garçon's going to get drafted because he's having a nice kind of stretch here. Jackson, I could see sixth round. Crowder, I could see like seventh. Do you draft Jackson first? Because a whole bunch like he's coming. He's he's coming in hot so far this right now. Like he's he's. I said it was going to be back, was like back a, year. There was like him. a two year stretch there where he either got under four yard, like he he got four points or less, or ten points or more. He he's got a quarterback now. He does have a quarterback. Kirk Cousins has really shown a lot of people, like you know, just shown a lot of people up. Does not throw a touchdown this game, but he still throws for three hundred yards, and that's pretty much what you're getting with Kirk Cousins like every single week. Yeah, no, he's broke his own record for Washington's quarterback passing yards for a season. So Cam Newton has a good day. He got that was one of the worst no calls I've ever seen. Oh, uh, what the, uh, the when he goes to the ground and, and, he, then, he and then he gets, gets the, the flag, yeah, for throwing out the guy. And I, for a split second there, I'm like, maybe it's not Cam who gets the flag, and I'm like. Nah, they hate Cam. I don't. I don't understand it. Though. Do they hate Cam? Like, do they just I, hate Cam? Like, not, I guess that's it. They hate Cam. I'm not a huge fan of Cam Newton, but that was one of the worst ones I've seen. Like he he was clearly going down. Just let up. Like, come on. They hate Cam. <laughs> Jonathan Stewart had a monster game. It's he's just not. He's just not good. But I was here's what I was to myself. I was like, hey, self. I was like, what's up? Where do you think Todd Gurley is going to get drafted next year? And I was like, you know who's not a good running back? Jonathan Stewart. And I think that's where Todd Gurley gets drafted. I think, like, probably the end of the fourth round. I still think Gurley gets, just on name, I think he third gets drafted round. in third round. Because I was thinking, like, man, where is, like, bad running backs get drafted? I was like, Jonathan Stewart's a really bad running back. That's not true, because people were still like, oh, Matt Jones is really good. Uh, he got drafted, I think, in third in some leagues. Yeah. Matt Jones. Yeah, where's he been? Is he still like healthy scratch every week? Yeah, I think he's in the press box watching. Greg Olson does Greg Olson things. Ted Ginn does exactly what we were talking Mike about Tolbert before. Mike Tolbert is like my spirit animal. <laughs> I just love Mike Tolbert. Uh, my dad's like, he's like, who's that run for, t- who's catching a touchdown? I was like, that's Mike Tolbert. He's the best player in the NFL. He's my- like, really? <laughs> I'm like, No. My uh, no, he's not. my buddy actually went to school with Tolbert. He said he, uh, I think he said something. I forget if it was Tolbert or someone else, but he said he went out a couple times with these cool people. So, shout out to Mike Tolbert. To, oh, yeah, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. yeah, 
Long Island people love Coastal Carolina. It is just like the broiest college ever. Yeah, and my my buddy is the ultimate bro, so good old that Chantic- explains it. The good old Chanticleers. Is that what they are? Yeah. The, I don't know if they're the fighting Chanticleers. The, the, what the hell is the that? The chanting Chanticleers, whatever the hell they are, but that is their name. They are the Chanticleers. I'm currently doing very well in basketball, by the way. Congratulations. It's uh, still basketball. Yeah, thank you. I hate basketball. I know. It's so bad. I hate basketball. It's so bad. So bad. So you know it was kind of cool. What? One of the guys I follow on Twitter, hockey writer. He, um, or not hockey writer. He writes stuff about hockey, but it's you know not really a hockey writer. It's it's weird. Wow. Okay. Go on. <laughs> he made uh, in NHL 17. He made color rush jerseys for every NHL team. Came out really cool. So I saw those. There were a few that were like the bomb. The Rangers one looked pretty cool. It was the Liberty one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they did like the fisherman colors, like the Blackhawks one looked just like the Blackhawks jersey. Yeah, yet. there was a couple that he even said like, "There's nothing I could do to these." Like, like the Blackhawks jersey is one of the best jerseys that's ever been made. So. It's just so basic. You know, it's terrible though. The Detroit Red Wings don't know how to make a Winter Classic jersey. Did you see the one for this year, uh, or the Heritage Classic they did this year? Red Wings Heritage Classic. Uh, They've done this so many times at this point where they're just like, eh. all it is is like a white jersey with their logo on it. Let's take a look. Uh, twenty seventeen Centennial one is this the one? Yeah, Centennial. I think that's it. Yeah, it's just it's just so boring. I, I've never been a big fan of the Big D one either. A lot of people like the Big D. You see, that's my favorite of the ones that they did. But they've also been in so many Winter Classics at this point that whatever you can only make New Jersey so often unless you're the Buffalo Sabers who make a New Jersey every I year. I miss. The red, white, and black. That was the one he actually picked for the Sabres was yes, the Buffalo one. Because back in the Hasek days when they wore those, those were the best. I love those. I, there was two. I was telling my dad about this. There were two cities when I was a kid. No idea where the fuck they were. One was Buffalo. <laughs> I remember a kid. He's like wearing a Buffalo Sabres. He's like, why are you a fan of the Sabres? You're not, they're not even from New York. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, they live in New York. They're from New York. My dog is not happy. He's like, I, I miss you. Yeah, we've also been doing this podcast for what, an hour 30 already? And the second was was Memphis. No idea. I was like, where There's the hell? There's two Memphises, I'm pretty sure. Where's the second one? I don't know. I know, I know the ones in Tennessee, and uh, Justin Timberlake owns that team. The, the big old Grizz. Do you remember when they were the Vancouver Grizzlies? Were they at one point? Yeah. Jeez. I remember that. Yeah, they, they uh, were like teal, red, and black or something that like was, that. That was the, when they were... No, there was no way they were the Vancouver. Holy shit, Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Oh, this is the logo I liked. Yeah. 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 That's no. That was yeah. Oh, that's a that's a dope sweatshirt with that uh with that Grizzly holding a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the day, where I actually liked basketball because Michael Jordan was in Space Jam. I mean, I missed the Raptor one. Where, like the dude's like, I still have that. It's jersey, like on backhand. He's yeah. like, what you know. Yeah. Now you pull that out every so often. No, basketball in the 90s, they had some great jerseys. The Houston Rockets that they had. The actual jerseys. Rocket, yeah. yeah. The Orlando Magic old ones, those Where were cool. Where it's like the ball going, got like the dust and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Detroit Pistons, I always liked the uh, the Mustang on top of the uh, the actual like piston coming out. Mm. Uh, there Su- was Seattle Supersonics was cool. Seattle Supersonics. 
I, I'm still a huge fan of the Utah Jazz, the old rainbow jerseys. But on top of the that, the iceberg jerseys, the the Jazz always had cool jerseys. There was like a throwback. Uh, it was like a red one. I don't know if which team it was. I think it was like uh, Detroit or something like that. That was really nice. Uh, you mean the one with the mountain? Is that the one you liked? For yeah. The jazz. Yeah, with like the uh, the old Malone days. Yeah. Yeah, Mets Carl Malone, Utah Jazz, Swingman jersey. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think we talked enough for today. Yeah, we My will be back. Wants to watch Shameless, so I want to go play more Final Fantasy 15. I love that game. I actually, I'm thinking back getting back into Hearthstone, which is a good and bad idea all in one. Good idea because I like Hearthstone. Bad idea because that would be all I do. Yeah, I mean, fantasy football is done, so that's true. I need a new love. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye bye. Sleep tight. Don't let me bite. <laughs>